You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, everybody. Oh, I'm moving my chair. <laughs> Normally, we you have just this, got me to shake the sound. We have my this chair. Kind of, we have this ritual before we start the show where Sid Talk's chair has like some, the hydraulics are getting a bit past it, and it makes a funny noise when she moves around. So. We have a sh- do it. You can do it. Do a shimmy shake. I've already done mine. She shakes the chair and it goes knock 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 knock, and then <laughs> hopefully we don't have that noise during the show. And then the first thing I do is go shake my chair and make the noise. Yeah. I don't know if you heard it, but anyway, it's Monday, December the fourteenth. It's sleeting and icy outside. Uh, so if you hear anything weird, not everywhere in the whole world, just here. If you hear anything weird, like- apart from the chair, you will hear it's the. It's something hitting the window. Ice pellets hitting the window. And uh, last year we had this crazy ice storm here in Missouri and our trees are still suffering to this date from it. We have four big maple trees and they've all got big massive, they're really hugely tall. They've got big broken branches. Some of them have fallen. I bet after tonight some more of them will fall. Yeah, they fall. Most times I go out there's another branch. Yeah. So yeah, our trees are trees. So um... Regardless of uh, the tree podcast. <laughs> Let's just keep talking about the weather. And the tree, shall we? It's the weather and tree podcast. <laughs> and okay. chairs. Chairs, weather, and trees. It's um, actually, yeah, the trifecta. <laughs> it's actually after the show, and uh, it's your weekly dose of movie review with A. Scully and Sid Talk, I guess. I was trying to succinctly... You are correct. Um, so we're going to review a movie, and the movie is Wanted on Blu-ray disc. It's a 2008 movie. It's by released by Universal. It was released on Tuesday, December the second, so you can go out and buy it now if you like what we have to say about it, or or not. Um, and it's Sid told me what it's all about. In fact, let's preface this with: we've seen this movie already, and then we saw this movie today for a second time. So I just want to mention that. Do you want to make, be very clear and say we've seen this movie twice? You're you're very dramatic about it. Um, well, we saw is, this. Um, well, let let me just. Clarify that? Let me clarify it with... <laughs> we've only seen two movies in the theatres this year. One was Cloverfield, right at the beginning of the year, and the other one was Wanted. So we've seen this theatrically, and now we've seen it home theatrically. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, more complicated ways can you say that we've seen it twice? Yes, I'm not twice. sure. Okay, it is about a young man who is beaten down by life, shitty job, shitty girlfriend. He finds out that he might have the blood of a master assassin, and uh, Angelina Jolie has a lot of tattoos. Some bones. And Morgan Freeman is the same authoritarian guy, authoritative, father figure, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of violence. He gets a crap beat out of him a lot. That's it, really. So it so that's the synopsis. That's uh, it. Well, a comic book movie. Yeah, a beaten down guy finds out something else might be bigger about him in life, and what that is is that he may or may not be the son of a master assassin in this uh, holy group of um, ancient assassins who keep balance in the universe or in the world by targeting from fate, some magical fate, doles out names of people who should be assassinated. In order, I guess, to prevent them from going on to do horrible things in life. and um, So that's that's the synopsis. Let's move on to what we think of the movie. Okay, second time round. First time around, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a bit heavy on the, like, kind of ultra-in-your-face, not even palatable sometimes, the amount of violence kind of 
not violence because I don't have a problem with that, but that's what I thought the first time. Um, the story got a little bit hokey in my mind the first time, and I wasn't a big fan of Jolie or Freeman just because it didn't seem 100% necessary. They were, I don't know, they just didn't seem that. Second time, pretty much the same. I enjoyed the guy the most. What's his name? James McAvoy. Yes, I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed him the first time, too. Same time, same thing this time. The story just seemed a little bit... I don't know. I, I like the idea of it, and yet it got a little bit out of hand. Like, kind of tip, typical, in a way. The violence, again, I was like, come on. You know, I understand it's directed by a, a guy from... Kazakhstan. He's got a certain sensibility about violence and stuff. It's written from it's from a graphic novel from a guy in Scotland violent. that's very violent, and that's fine. It just seems to perpetuate the idea that that. I mean, we are talking yeah. about assassins here. I know it's a violent world, a violent job. I know. I just it's don't need it shoved down my face, down my gullet, and that was it. I I think I was the same the second time. Well, okay, for me the second time, I actually liked it better, but not a hell of a lot better, but. I don't think it's... The first... I think I was just saying to you. The first uh, ten minutes, I, you disagree, but I had flashbacks of The Matrix. I kept thinking, this is going to be like a Matrix movie. It, it doesn't turn out to be like a Matrix movie, but there's a lot of kind of themes. I also thought that the first ten minutes... And now this also concerns... You were mentioning that there's some fat jokes. Mm. And there's some... I find it really crass, the first ten minutes. I mean, the office scene, basically. Yeah. It's like almost... We should say, he works in a cubicle, he's got like a shitty boss who, of course, they make into this fat woman and vilify another fat woman, which is really getting on my nerves, but we won't go into Unless it. Let's mention that in the comic it wasn't a fat woman, it was an African-American woman. Yeah, so well, for some reason... They switched one thing for another yeah. as not to be... Off- we, we said this earlier, as not to be offensive... We can't offend African-American people, but we can offend fat people. Exactly. Because it's perfectly fine to make... I'm not going to go into it again, but it's... But I I really found it interesting that it was... Yeah. When we saw the comic book, I was like, oh, okay. So it isn't really... Yeah, so they made a The original idea is not a fat woman. So we need to make somebody who can be poked fun of and who can... What we think looks really atrocious and everybody... Douchebags in the audience can go, ha, 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 look at that fat bitch. Really getting on my nerves, but, but I'm going to let go of that. But I'm just saying we should say, in the beginning, he's working in a cubicle in an office. The boss is a bitch. He has these anxiety attacks. He can't focus, and his girlfriend's a bitch, and all this kind of stuff. So his life is, like, shitty. He has well, no well, money. Well, I was getting at, I, I, like intro- I, I like the introduction part, which is, you know, the part before the office part. But that whole office part, when I'm watching it, and this is... It's not really to do with the the making jokes of fat women or whatever. It, it just feels obnoxious, like really interesting. Like I don't know. It, it just seemed all really obnoxious to me. And and but it, it quickly moved on from that. But there again, it revisited it a couple of times. Like, do you mean the idea of pointing out how like mundane and boring the office thing is, or the part about pointing like? No, more, about the, more about the stereotypes. Yes, yes. And how they put them in the forefront of the of of the scene for a reason. What to 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 show you how run down you know how normal his life is and how everybody deals with all this kind of shit. But it just seemed really. And then as soon as he meets um, Fox, Angelina Jolie, 
it kind of left that behind. But then, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll just point um, to you so you know what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> like, Yes. That scene, it felt unnecessary to me. It was just kind of to yeah. tie in that first part, you know? Yes. I mean, they don't know what we're talking about, but you can understand what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh. so it revisited on Noxious you're Land. There are a lot of low common denominator things in this movie that try to appeal there, to the lowest common There are, denominator. and there's also a lot of super cool things that I can get behind. Because mm-hmm. I do feel it's quite a unique story, even though it's not. Like we were just saying, it is a somebody being revealed to that they can do a certain thing and then their learning of the thing and then doing it which we always like mm-hmm. Spider-Man for instance um, but there's enough of these little things that are wrong as well yeah when the story comes around to not make it there's perfect. a bit of yeah but it's entertaining um, I kind of just let myself go with the fantasy side of things, you know, the train crash. I had, the, I love that sequence, and yet it has a lot of like, oh come on. Which we're not really spoiling anything because if you've seen a trailer for this, yeah, movie, you've seen the train crash. <laughs> I mean, but in my mind, I have to let go of any sort of like, yeah, and can I? Re- can this really happen in reality? No, 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 no you can't do that. Can, you can't think like that. You know, but also this is not a movie. I don't know why I'm a little more in my front of my mind lately is about. Um, meat and animal cruelty. This is not a movie if you're a vegan or a person who's anti-animal cruelty. Yeah, exactly. They're not cruel to animals, don't get me wrong. Well, mm. And let's just say um, <laughs> no rats were harmed in the in the making of this podcast. Cor- well. Correct. I'm just saying. Or animals. If you're sensitive to raw meat in any way, shape, or form, not a good movie for you to see. Yeah, and if you're sensitive to people having because, their heads blown off. And stuff. Yeah, because one of the guys... Okay, and I'll also say, we should also explain, like, in this movie, obviously, he's going to, as we say, becoming something. He's being trained to be an assassin. So there are these stereotypical kind of trainers. There's the butcher, who's the knife guy, thus the raw meat, dead animals. Then there's the repairman, who just... Beats the snot out of people. Yeah, why yeah. was he the repairman if he He says if he, he repairs you? a lifetime of bad habits. Yeah, so he's basically yeah. beating the crap out of you to get you whatever. And um, the exterminator. The exterminator guy who's explosions. He's the Russian guy um, who likes the rats. And then there's Fox who's like the hot chick. And She teaches you what? To be a hot chick? Yeah. <laughs> and when he said in the extras, I just have to say this right now, when, he was, when they were trying to justify... Heavy Angelina Jolie, other than the fact that she's who she is and she's drop-dead gorgeous to, pe- to some people, saying that there are, only, <laughs> there are very few people, actresses, who can pull off the, and, and be convincing of their strength and stuff. I'm like, she's a friggin' stick figure, people. She couldn't have done any... It, to justify her role in this movie by saying she looked strong and tough. Actually, Bullshit. I really find Angelina Jolie, obviously, uh, really super hot, right? Yeah, I know. Um... But in this movie, like, I like the Lara Croft, um, Angelina Jolie. She's kind of roundy. Yeah. She's got bosoms I'm and telling you, she's round a stick shoulders. Figure in well, this movie. I just want to say, in this movie, she looks like she's anorexic. Like, yeah. she's got really square body. Like, it's like all the meat has fell off her body. And she said she'd just had a baby before. So and her mother had died. Goodness <clears> knows. Or something. Yeah, something had happened true. in a personal life. Remember, it was. Um, I thought that was before she did the other serious one. It she was did- this one, too. It was. Really, I read about it. It was right uh-huh. off the back of it. So maybe she was not eating or something. Maybe. But it's, yeah, her... if, you, if you take um, Angelina Jolie from the Lara Croft movies and put this one next to... <laughs> she's like a skeleton compared to that one. So, and, and she's not 
fat or anything in the other no, one. She's no, just no, no. Perfectly she's like perfect. Yeah, but um, yeah, she seemed really. It's like Skeletor and Angelina a, Jolie a mixed bit. together. Angelina Jolie, <laughs> something like <laughs> nice. that. But um, off topic. Yeah. So the. I, I, I like the story in general and I thought there was enough cool moments for it to stand alone and one of my coolest one of the coolest things about it is the idea for me of this loom mm-hmm. I was just going to say the loom area the textile fit yeah, gorgeous that whole, that, whole, that whole idea for me is exactly enough to make the movie more than what it is like if you know that's I mean. a perfect way to put it because that salvages the whole thing for me yeah it the- does and it's not Morgan Freeman and it's not it's that idea of... Is it spoiling it, talking about that loom? <laughs> really, what it does? No, because it is what it, this is what the whole story is about. And right, so this loom... This, the, the loom of faith. The textile. The, the, the Assassin's Guild, or whatever as you call it, is... It is the guild, isn't it? It's a in a textile factory, which is actually like a textile factory slash old castle. Mm-hmm. It's really cool looking. <laughs> um... And there's this loom of fate that basically looms cotton or hessian or whatever Constantly, it is. Constantly, just um, from nowhere. And they've they there's a code in the stitches of the loom of the material that comes off the loom that's binary code that tells you the name of the names of people who need to be assassinated. Now, when you say it like that, it just sounds silly. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, but it's not. But not in, it the, makes it, not sense in, a, in the movie. Not in a. Uh, uh, comic book style thing if you think of it in that way so it spits out these little patches that are basically the name of people right um, and these assassins follow this code to the letter and don't you know just just do what it says and because their their motto is kill one save thousands yeah so so, like if so you- the idea is that this loom might spit out the name of Hitler or spit out the name of Genghis Khan or whatever. Like, See, that's a good question. Why did if this? Is, why didn't if this they spit Hitler's yeah, name out? If this has been around for a thousand years, which they proclaim in yeah. the story, why did Hitler get yeah. through the net? Maybe that assassin didn't do his job that day. But yeah, it's interesting, and you could take that loom idea, even if I mean this is the wanted movie set taking place right now. But then you could take that idea and make another wanted back in the days, or or going through time with different idea different yeah. things that get spit out that people have to go on missions to do it's like an infinite thing so to me that salvages the movie yeah. just the idea of the loom because and it looks amazing in that textile factory that's one of my favorite movie sets yeah, of it all totally time it is really cool because you don't see it do you no it's it was just on gorgeous the other, yeah only other thing that came into my mind when i was thinking of you don't really see many factories in movies operating. Like, it's usually an old disused factory where people are shooting each other. At yeah. Well, a movie that I just thought of in my mind where it was an operating factory, which was really cool too, Very was Kinky Boots. Oh, yeah. Because it was a shoemaking... Well, it wasn't actually. They converted to make... Well, they converted to make from making, like, sensible shoes right. to Kinky Boots. That yeah, was a really good movie. Yeah. That should have been your recommendation. It should have, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> that that whole set of uh, the loom, you know, you don't see it. That's the no. thing. You and think- in uh, the recent The Incredible Hulk movie in the Bottle Factory, that was, I mean, a little bit, yeah, but it was rugged and real, and, I mean, it was a good uh, But generally, it's a disused factory that people shoot each other from hiding behind things or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know... The action in this movie is over the top and exciting, and the music is perfect for it. 
I give it full credit for that because even I get that little heart palpitation when it does have a really fan. like it really pulls you. This in the sounds right like Martin Spiel or whatever. <laughs> then don't say but it. I'm, don't say it. No, I'm going to say it. But it has a. See, this is what you what you're going to. Are find. you reading this off a box? No. <laughs> you know, kinetic. It's kinetic because it's moving. True. I mean, it's true. It's moving constantly. It's like a. Um, there's not really a slow part, is there? There's a few downtimes, but that's it. It's paced just right. There are yeah. times when you have to be told some of the story, and then there are times when... Not for a long time, though. Cars it's, it's pretty roll brief. over, and things blow up, and gun firing, and bullets flying around corners and stuff, and then you get kind of a lull, and yeah. I but just the feel lulls like... are very... The movie, to me, the movie feels really short. I don't know what the running time was, but this time it felt shorter again. Oh, see, this time it didn't. That's funny, because opposite for me. First time I watched it, it felt like it was really short. This time it felt like it was longer. But you know what I also thought when we were watching this movie, and I have no idea why, but that editors of movies need to be championed more. Because when you watch the extras and see how they really make action sequences, it's boring and bland, and they're flying in front of things that don't exist. It's just a green... But editors and special effects, I think ultimately the editor at the end of the process puts the music at the right time and puts the cuts this to that. I mean, I think this movie looked... Gorgeous in that aspect. It does. It's, it's a really, really gorgeous, and it's also a uh, interesting. It's a really well lit film. Whoever did the lighting for it, it's like. Um, mm. it's, I'm not talking about it's well lit. Oh, you can see everybody. That's nice lighting. It's not daytime. I'm talking time. about interesting, moody setup. You know, because one of the things I was thinking about when we was watching the extras was when you see, you know, when you see an extra, uh, the extras on a DVD, and you see them making a scene. It's very, oh look, they're making a scene in a studio or whatever. And then when you see it in the movie, it's very different. Yeah. How does that lighting get from there to there? Like, what is that done on? Is that you know what I mean? It look. When they you can see, do some adjusting, obviously digitally. Yeah, when yeah. They're, you know, running it through. But the whoever does that in this movie, that ch- light, the shadows everywhere, and really gloomy looking places. Funny that we mentioned the gloom because Nightwatch into the gloom. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess he did that in those other movies. Uh, we're talking about the director here. Yeah. Also, like, those movies were interestingly moody. Nightwatch and Daywatch. Yeah. Russian vampire movies. Really good. Yeah, a bit more than Russian vampire movies. I know, but I'm just saying. If you want to tag him with something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also with the same thing. A man who's a bit downtrodden in life finds out he might be something that he didn't realize we, and go on to do bigger things. And the, the star of uh, those two movies actually is in this movie too. Yeah. That's quite the, a big part. The Exterminator. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, for me, second time. In, do you know what? Right, I, don't, I didn't mega like the film the first time and I didn't mega like the film this time, <laughs> but I would watch it again. If it came on cable, this is one of my measures of a movie. If it came on cable, I probably wouldn't turn it off. I'd be like, oh, all right. I'll, yeah, I'll, I know this I'll, sequence. I like that. I like this. I'm, I know, I know this car, car sequence is coming up and where so that, she spins a car around and he's standing in the street and it and, knocks him into the car and she drives away with him. Stuff like that. And You're there's like, something oh, cool. um, to be said about that, right? Yes, totally. Because while I, th- I just said, didn't really like it the first time, I don't know, I didn't really like it. The second time, I kind of did and I didn't. But Maybe it's like Daredevil. Yeah, because Daredevil I'd watch right now. It's grown on us. The first time yeah. we watched it, we were both like, oh dear. Now, would you watch Frostbite again? No. I would rather... <laughs> would you watch American Pie 2 again? 
Yeah? Oh, God. Frostbite, I would rather put my thumb up my ass and sing... Oli, 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 tits in the trolley. No, I wouldn't sing that. I would rather, yeah, I would rather do something really horrible than, than watch that again. Some people would not think that I gave that, that to somebody thumb, for Christmas. Did you that like that? a thumb up your ass would be a horrible thing. Some people might not think that. Did you like the fact that I gave that away to somebody for Christmas? (laughs) I think it was someone in my family. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I was like, I went, I was, each year, obviously I have a bit of a surplus of DVDs sometimes, like, maybe. Oh, it was my 17-year-old nephew. He'll he'll find it. Yeah, so I, I, that was, that, I I pulled that out of my collection and deleted it from my uh, catalog. Because I'm like, I don't want that. So I pulled it out. (laughs) You're very generous. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was like, should I sell this on e- on eBay or whatever? And I'm like, he's going to buy this. It's a used version of Frostbite. So I gave it to one of your family. I hope you enjoyed it, whoever got it. <laughs> I don't know who got it. Very generous. And it. we're saying this before Christmas because we've already had our family Christmas. Yeah. Early. Yeah, we have. And um, everybody got some movies. But that movie in particular, <laughs> what a great winning gift you got there. Whoever. So, are you sure it wasn't Frostbite 2? No, it was... <laughs> It was... Oh, man, that's such oh, a... Oh, we're wasting our time. I shouldn't have mentioned it because it's just a waste of time. I'm glad, we gave, that, I'm glad we gave that away. It's gone. <laughs> Unless I have more than one copy. But I agree with you that it's one of those movies... I like it for what it is, and yet it has faults. And at, the more times I see it, the more the di- more distance I get between it, I can say, oh, whatever. I can give up on that and just go with the flow. And it's no, it, it, it captivated me in some way because I we went to see it on the theater. Um, I... For some reason, I I saw the thing and thought, "Wow, that looks really." I really like the look of that movie. Um, the reason was because of uh, Timor. The director. that was one of the reasons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just I like you know, oh, it's got a decent cast. The stunts and stuff on the trailer look really exciting, and they are. There's that. That's not yes. a lie. It's not covering anything up because they really are. Um, but yeah, it's a hard one to put. If you like big action and you don't mind mega violence, violence as in lots of, um, not blatant heads exploding and stuff, but you get a lot of that. Implied heads exploding and blood and lots of open wounds and things like that. Um, there is the one meat shield scene, of course, that we have to point out. So if you have any sensitivity to that kind of stuff, you're not going to like it. But if you like big action and you can get over the blood and the... And you know. a bit of sci-fi kind of, mm-hmm. not of this worldy kind of comic things. world kind of I fantasy, say, like you, reality mixed with like fantasy. physics is not exactly what you would think. <laughs> exactly, that's really the way. Of putting. Yeah, exactly. Um, you will like it, but it's really hard. If I had to give it a score, like between one to five, which welcome to my world. It's not a five. It's not a four. Even I don't know. I, uh, see, I have to score it out of ten for the written review, which comes out, of course, on this Thursday. This, see, the, yeah, these things for me, like positives. Timur direct is directing it. He's, McAvoy, fantastic. Y- yeah. yeah, and I'm not saying Jolie's not great in it. There's a moment when he, when the, near the beginning, when he's first meeting her, and he's standing, he wants her to get out of his way, and he's like, "Please get away from me." And she looks at him like and like puts her. There's definitely up, a like, chemistry between them. There is, the, and she's really good. I mean, I have no problem with that. And it's just her. Well, we'll get to that in the yeah. cast, but anyway, yeah. uh, overall for me, it's really hard because I'm trying to say like, I would like to. If it's me, I would like to. I would want to own it because I tell you, I would watch that again. It's got enough stuff in it. What I, what I like, but then again, the bad parts of it, I tried to ignore them this time, and it, it made it better for me a little bit. That's probably a good idea. And it's 
pretty much the first 20, 10 minutes, the worst part, and maybe a little bit. In I there. say it's either a rental after it's no longer a new release, so you're only spending like a buck ninety nine, or wait for it to become uh, featured on HBO or something. And just we have to, have to mention uh, the Blu-ray disc is really nice. This the sound especially yes is really um, good. It's really like a. It's almost like it's, uh, like super, like everything's super loud, like um, on purpose, obviously, because it's uh, bullets shooting behind your back and yeah, it's really crispy clear too. The whole the image is any- really nice. Yeah, the video. Because I was thinking, we've seen a movie. Was it Hellboy two recently? Yeah, it was, it was pretty. Ring. It was not. It was fine, but it wasn't like this. Like really deep black and really crisp, and the like you said, the lighting and the shadows. I never. And there's a lot of really gorgeous. white scenes in this movie, it's particularly the office, the mm-hmm. office at the beginning, where it's like, in fact, I, I could equate it to like, you know, when we watched um, The Dark Knight last week and like the room where he keeps all his gadgets is super light. Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, all them bit light scenes, they just looked really... There's a really huge depth of field, if you know what I mean, in this in these movies that are super high depth lately. I've noticed you actually feel the depth of... Do you know what I mean? Like, we're looking in this big office, and it's really yeah, deep. Yeah, detailed as well. Yeah, and the details go on forever. It's not like everything gets... I mean, it gets blurry just because that's the nature of your eyes and stuff, but... And how the camera The works. depth of things in detail and lighting is so much better In fact, it's interesting it that you mentioned that, because that's one of the things they try and... When they sell in why a high-definition picture is better than a low-definition picture, that is one of the things. Uh, mm. Almost a 3D feel, they say. Like, it's not 3D as in you put them glasses on and see the No, 3D, but I know what you mean. But it's yeah. a depth. There's a, more yeah, of a depth and a flat picture. and I only use depth of field as a, as a phrase, which I'm kind of anti-phrases, but I do artwork, and so I know depth of field is to be able to draw something that's far away and still have it be important in the whole picture. Yeah, and, you know, this is a stunning-looking and definitely sounding, because the sound really... From the opening, and there's there's some good music in this, and it starts with Trent Reznor's "Every Day Is Exactly the Same." Um, off I the... love, I've always loved that song from the day it hit the world. Yeah, and um, it's just really like, see, see, that's one of the things. This movie's, um, it is lowest common denominator in a lot of ways. Yeah, totally. You know, playing Nine Inch Nails really loud to a scene of. This Him guy, being this, you know, being, you know, it's very... Every day is exactly the same, and here's yeah. this guy with a shitty girlfriend and a shitty and job. The, and the cash machine's <laughs> telling him he's an asshole. So, yeah, that was you know. funny. But, so it is lowest common, you know, because that's the kind of... See, but that's the kind of thing what makes you excited about movies. You connect like, to it, like, yeah, yeah. in a way. There's a thing, there's definitely a thing, and I think it's one of the reasons I like Magnolia as my favourite film ever. Music and movies don't perfectly together and I've said before Magnolia has a scene where the whole principal cast sing a song it's not a musical but they all sing a song that's being sung over the movie just to pe- it's just really yeah I feel that that is a real there's a thing about music it elevates movies. a movie to a different kind of experience and yeah, some and people might not get it you might not even notice it but to some or people some people it, might go why has everybody started singing all of a sudden in that particular movie or why is this song over this scene? Like, I don't... Yeah, and it, you were, I'm sitting there watching this one thinking, oh, how obvious it is to play Every Day is Exactly the Same. But at the same time, I'm listening and thinking about it in my own life. And that's where it crosses over into yeah. your mind. You go... I go, yeah, you know what? I do have a boring job that's the same every week. And it, life does get a bit mundane. And then all of a sudden, it's a different experience. Here's a question for you. 
And then the car rolls over and your whole reality yeah. gets Every day is a <laughs> Here's a question for you. Trent Reznor likes to give away his music for free. Do you think when the... Uh, <laughs> I don't think he gives Well, them... not that song. Only the new stuff. Well, Only the latest Yeah, thing. I was going to say, I don't think he gives them a free pass to use his music. You never know. Um... But Call yeah, him up. There's something about there's something about this movie I like, something about this movie I don't like. That's all I can say. It is an experience. It is, and I recommend you to watch it. Um, so let's move on to, before we go on to the cast, movies we'll recommend this week. Just quickly, I want to recommend, because it's an Angelina movie. Mm-hmm. Well, not really an Angelina movie, is it? It's a James McAvoy movie, this one. It, 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 Angelina's just a peripheral uh, bod. But Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I, I, I really like it. I really don't. I mean, I didn't really... I was I really very neutral. It. I don't mean I didn't like it. I thought it, it was, I mean, was really funny and really action-packed and a little bit out of this worldy as well. Like, you Maybe know, I need crazy. to see it again. Yeah, I think you probably do. It is, it's one of my favourite kind of silly action movies. You know, it's... Because it's just... The moment when she's watching him on the video, video uh, from a distance, from behind taking a piss and realizing because of the way he wiggles that's her husband yeah. that's cool when he comes like through the desert like yeah we stand out there but he's bazooka on his and belt. he shakes his leg or yeah. whatever and she's like there's things like there's yeah. lots of things in that movie that's like really yeah, funny I have to, to give me. it another chance yeah I think you should because it's and it's you know if you like guns and shooting and blowing things up it's got all that it's a cool car chase in it that's like they're having a um, oh true argument. Yes, a marital discussion. Yeah, which is really funny. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's just See, funny. I forgot about that it's, stuff. It's quite different. There's not a movie like that, really. It's a silly action movie, but a comedy action movie. Would you say? Because Brad Pitt's hammering. I don't it up remember a lot. it being funny. Uh, Brad all. Pitt plays a lot of uh, the old one-liner and cheeky. He's really cheeky. But yeah, that's my first uh, recommendation. And my second one, completely different movie. <laughs> but I thought while we, while I'm saying an Angelina Jolie movie, I might as well recommend one with Brad Pitt in it. This isn't a Brad Pitt movie, but it's an ensemble cast. And it's uh, Babel, or Babel, or whatever, however you want to say it. But um, I think it's stunning, absolutely stunning. It's like right up there with Magnolia for me. It's like, it's another one of those intercrossing stories. And the whole Japanese part is just amazing, I think. It is. That, that it's not really the Brad Pitt part that makes the movie, even though that part is really good too. It's the whole Japanese part. I really it. like it. My recommendations then are. Where am I? You don't know. She doesn't know. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and my reasonings are a little bit. Uh, okay, in this movie, I've already mentioned it a few times where somebody starts out as sort of like less than maybe who they want to be in life. They're beaten down and then something happens and elevates them or brings them to a cause or an action or something, right? So to me, it occurred to me, like 16 blocks when, you know, Bruce Willis plays like this, like near old kind of worn down, worn out cop and he has to take this criminal kid to his uh, court date and it's only 16 blocks away. And yet, of course, chaos comes around because this kid is being sought by some bigger fish that's one of those movies he kind of becomes something bigger happens and it, it you know elevates him and yeah. there's a lot of action and it's really good it's i was actually good, yeah i was really impressed with that one and then the other one is the goonies because and you'll laugh maybe but in this in uh wanted in the beginning when he's grabbing his anti-anxiety medicine because he has these like weird anxiety attacks he thinks and he's fuddling around with the pill bottle and needing to shove them in his mouth, it reminded me of, um, I can't remember his name, um, 
can't remember his name in the movie. Oh my god! But anyway, the kid starts out with a asthma oh, yeah, yeah. thing, like a puffer breather thing. What's it called? You know, where you have to inhaler, inhaler, because he gets anxious and he has a hard time breathing, and that he gets nervous, and then through the movie, he has to find courage through these things they're going through. You know, like on this adventure. Yeah, that's and the point. This guy doesn't have to take his anti-nerve medicine right. after all. And then, uh, well, Morgan Freeman. And then the other one is because watching a movie, not necessarily Wanted, but Wanted comes from the director, Timur, whatever his last name is. He's from, you know, the Ukraine. He made Day Watch and Night Watch, which are Russian. And it reminded me Be- of Host. Bek Mambitov, I believe. <laughs> is that how you say his last mm. name? It reminded me of watching movies from other cultures, other countries, not just big Hollywood blockbusters or even Hollywood indie movies or whatever. Watch movies from other countries because it's amazing. We watched Host, which is the American name translation for a Korean. I think it's horror. the host, but is it the yeah, host? Yeah. It's like a monster horror it's kind really of movie. Crazy. Yeah, and it's fantastic. And, and it, it has different. It has elements of story that would never be done in an American movie. Correct, and it's because they just looks a little beautiful bit and it's weird and it's. It really captivates you. Totally, totally captivates you. So that's why I thought of that, that that Wanted came from that sensibility. Because the people who made Wanted, the studio, saw Nightwatch and Daywatch and thought, hey, this guy's going to bring something different, blah, blah, blah. So I say The Host, The Goonies, and 16 Blocks. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Babel. I'll put them in the show notes like I do each week. That's so, five. Yeah. Plus Daywatch and Nightwatch we're kind of tossing in there just because they're from the same. Yeah. So, so you got a lot of movies to watch. That's your homework for the week, kids. That's a lot of movies on a Christmas that's right. You Lead got a up big, to Christmas week. That's right. You got a big break coming up. There's a good DVDs to buy for people if you want or whatever. Take them off your own shelf and give them to your family. Yeah. When you go through your shelf and you go, oh, crap, I own a copy of Frostbite. Yeah, we have to clarify. Frostbite, Frostbite is not on the list. However, some people listening to this will go, hey, what's that? I better watch it and yeah. see how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, it is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's actually on, on uh, ascoli.com we have our little bio page and our worst, we have our top mm. ten movies and our worst three movies and Frostbite's one of my worst three ever. <laughs> ever. So, And that's going to draw people to it. Yeah, so um, yeah, we'll probably make that a big hit. <laughs> so uh, the cast moving on. J- James McAvoy plays Wesley Gibson, the hero of the piece. Fantastic. Um, yeah. He's oh. re- I-, I thought he was really good. I don't... Mm- Action movie kind of guy, but oh, totally. there again, that was the point, wasn't it? See, oh, that he what's wasn't. that supposed to mean? Of course it's the point. I don't think I would like to see him... Like, this one worked really well, but I wouldn't like to see him in just a generic actioner, like a Yeah, but did you think the Spider-Man guy, he's not an action figure guy I don't guy particularly either. like him a, re- a lot. Oh, I think he's alright. Are you brainwashed to think that all action movies have to be with certain kind of actors and stuff? No, I'm just saying I don't particularly like the Spider-Man guy that much. He's... All right for me. I, I, it could have been anybody else. What do you mean? <laughs> the guy, I don't yeah, know, but Toby Maguire. I, yeah, I think he's all right. Yeah, but so you're thinking that because he's not the right type of guy for the no, part? he is the right type for Spider Man because Spider Man was like it wasn't like a hunky dude, and that's what like, this is. Yeah, I know Same exact I, thing. I, and that and that was my point. <laughs> James McAvoy in this is fine, but I wouldn't. I don't think he would fit into any action movie. I disagree, because we never used to think Nicolas Cage would be the action movie kind Nicolas of guy. Nicolas Cage is action movie kind of guy. But he never it wasn't in the beginning. Not anymore, his hair's And when it first started up. happening, you were like, what? Nick Cage? What happened to Nicolas Cage's hair? 
fell out because he got old. It didn't fall out, though. It, it, there's more of it every time I see him, but it's in weird places. Oh, you mean he's, like, gluing it on? Yeah, something. <laughs> there's a new movie out called... It's out on DVD called Bangkok Dangerous. Look at his hairstyle in that movie and tell me there's not some... Are you saying he's vain? There's something going on with his head. <laughs> and, and I love Nicolas Cage, but... Is he a... Chia cage? Is he a chia cage? Yeah, something like that. He's he's actually got more hair than he did in Face Off, which was like 10, 15 years ago, wasn't it? Long time ago. It was a long time ago. But, um, yeah. Nicolas Cage is not in this cast of this movie. (laughs) Morgan Freeman as Sloan. Um, We mentioned Morgan Freeman last week because he was in The Dark Knight. We mentioned him a lot. And we mentioned him a couple of weeks before that. He was in something else. Anyway, he was in The Dark Knight. He was in this. Might as well just been the same in... Yep. Apart from the fact that he uses some foul language in this movie that seems like he utters a he utters a phrase. I don't want to say the big bad twelve letter word. Starts with an M and ends with an er. Yeah. <laughs> um it seems completely out of place because the character that Morgan Freeman is the entire way through the movie. He's totally reserved. He is however how you know Morgan Freeman from any movie. He is that movie. and then all of a sudden he's like some gutter mouthed punk. The, yeah, in the, in the split, in second, split second, when he gets though. pressured, that's his reaction. One movie I did like him in, and I think I'll mention this about Morgan Freeman, I'm almost pretty flatline about him, but Unleashed. He was good in that one. He was? I liked that one. It was kind of similar. Unleashed but is a really good movie. It is. Totally. That's um, for another week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I liked him in Shawshank Redemption, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's just for, it's Morgan Freeman, but with a little edge to him. He's not the edge is doesn't exist the entire movie. It exists for about five seconds, but it just seems a bit out of place. Um, then there's Angelina Jolie as Fox, Fox Force Five. She has some really good moments. I will give her. I will say that for sure. There she does, and she nice. doesn't have to do a lot because she doesn't have a lot of dialogue at all. She doesn't have it, to do a lot because you all think she's drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> that gives you a free pass in life, don't you get it? Well. She, yeah, she doesn't have a lot. Reality. What I'm saying is, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue in this movie. It, uh, a lot of it's just what uh, little looks and stuff. And it's good. She does a yeah. good job with that. I, agree. I really do like that part where where they first bump into each other, and he's kind of looking at the pharmacist, and then her head's just there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, it's just really. And she says one of my favorite things to say to people is, "You apologize too much." Because yeah. I say that And to then people. he says, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Because I hate that. So I like that was her character, but yet I still like the way she... I did like the way she moved and everything, so... Yeah, apart... She she doesn't look like she needs a couple of shrimp cocktails or... Shrimp cocktail? No, she needs some, some stick uh, of butter. Hers a... Hers a... Hers and... <laughs> tabuki. We'll get to that. Kabuki. She needs tabuki. a stick of butter, right? And some macaroni and cheese. I think that'd be good for her. This isn't Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> What's that? I've never seen that, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You've never seen it? No. You've told me to watch Marlon it Marlon Brando and a stick of butter. No. Please don't tell me. Don't tell me. No, no. He doesn't use me. any macaroni and cheese. Don't Let's tell just me. Say that. Don't tell me. If he me. did, that would be a different movie. That would be last, that for, that'd that'd that be for last tango in something else. <laughs> um, so, moving on to uh, Thomas Kretschmann as Cross. Now, this is a German bloke who yep. was like, hey, we've seen him somewhere else the other week. And we saw him in, was it Hellboy? Was it? Don't know. I read the, I read his list to you. <laughs> you looked him up and told me what... I did. But anyway, he's a German bloke who plays... Well, we won't say who he plays. He, he plays a, a an antagonist. He was the captain on the boat in King Kong. That was one of the things on his list. Oh, he's in Valkyrie, which is the new Tom Cruise mm, yeah. movie. 
He's in a Trans-Siberian. In this movie, he says nothing. It's all about glances oh, and looks next and action. As well. that, that classic. Yes. Talking to Nicolas Cage. Oh, ne- Next was not good. No. Come on. Nicolas Cage's hair was veering on the side of... Absurd. In that one, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, really bad. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and you love Nicolas... You used to love Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is amazing. Uh, still, I don't not love him anymore. Um, there's some movies like Matchstick Men and... Uh, Brilliant. You know, Wild at Heart and... There's just... And Face Off, even. It's just movies that are just... And Con Air. These classic um, action movies and stuff. Matchstick Men not being an action movie, but amazing. The Rock. Yeah. But, you know, I still like him, but... I think he's had a few duds recently. Um, But, yeah. There's this guy. And he's in Resident Evil Apocalypse as well, this German guy. um, Thomas Kretschmann. And he was really good in this one. Yeah. He doesn't say... He has not one line of dialogue, right? None. But he has a lot of looks. Not one line of dialogue, but he's in the movie quite a bit. Yeah, it makes an impact, totally. Then there's Terrence... Oh, he does say one thing. Yes, he does. Terrence... We won't <laughs> say what he says. Terrence no. Stamp as Pekwaski. Pa- um, Terrence Stamp, he was in a movie the other week. Hellboy 2. Hellboy 2. He's back again. It's a very small part. He's the same guy as he always is. I think it was Hellboy 2. Yeah, well, he's... You know. He seems creepy, but... Um, I really like him. I like him, but he's one of those people whose presence... As in Morgan Freeman, Angelina Jolie, sometimes overrides what they actually bring to the movie. You know? I mean, that's the only way I can say it. Tara Stamp is in the new Valkyrie movie as well, <laughs> with Dear. Tom Cruise. So that's that German guy and Tara Stamp again. Um, he was also in Wanted, and he was a video game voice in Halo 3 as the Prophet of Truth. Interesting. He was in... What was it? No, it, it, Mr. and Mrs. Smith he was in. Oh, it's all these scenes were deleted. Oh, nice. Electra he was in as well. I remember him in Electra. Electra, another one of those not so great movies. Um, but I would probably watch it again to see if I like it again better. Remember the movie Full Full Frontal? He was in that? Yes. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Terrence Stamp as Supreme Chancellor Valoria. Correct. Yeah, so yeah, he's been in stuff. We know who he is. Um, then this Common as the gunsmith. This is a rap artist called Common. I really thought he was good. I mean, he did have a lot to do, but... In your world, him. Angelina Jolie is lovely to look at. Yeah. In my world, Common is very lovely to look at. I must admit. <laughs> People who just have a one-word name. Hmm. How some, Common. There's something going on. How boring, on. how Common. I know he's a rap guy. He did a fine job. I mean, he didn't have a lot of lines. I know so. he's a rap guy, but come on. Common. <laughs> come on. He's lovely, I must say, to look but at. But yeah, he didn't do much, but... You know, he seemed threatening, and he's, he seemed to fit the part the part of the, one of the assassins, which is the gunman, gunsmith. gunsmith was it? Yeah. yeah. So he was, and then there's one of my favorites in the movie, Constantin, and this this name is impossible to say because it's Russian. Constantin, Russian guy, Kab. I'll try it. Kabensky, Kabensky. It's not an owl. It's an I. Oh, okay, Kabensky. I think so. Yeah. As the exterminator. Konstantin Kabinsky. Now, he's the star of Nightwatch and Daywatch. And Twilight Watch, which is coming up. Yes. Um, and I really like him. I he's a too. Russian actor that nobody knows of. <laughs> exactly. But we, I feel like I'm in on the club because I've seen... And he doesn't have a big part, and yet he no, but, but really like, makes an Because we've seen well. Nightwatch and Daywatch. And if, when you see him in this, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's that guy. Most people won't know who he is. Yeah, go That's yeah. that guy. Um, he's a... Apparently, like a sensation in Russia, though. Mm. In fact, he hosted the MTV Music Awards Russian edition this year. So, he's a oh, that means something. 
Well, what I'm saying is, <laughs> yes, Jack Black will uh, host here and things like that. So yeah, most culturally, you know, very High in the, the public eye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, brilliant. I really liked him. Um, Dato. Let's see. They've got some crazy names. Dato. <laughs> crazy names. How do you say that one? Bad. I don't know. Yeah, that guy. It's got a lot of syllables. Now he plays the butcher. I, I thought he was Syllable, really... not syllables. A lot of consonants. I thought that guy was really good. The butcher. Because yeah. that character is pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah, he's got it's a, a guy big who's a specialist guy. with knives. Specialist with he's knives. Very and hairy. He does he's the very butchering big. with lots of dead animals around him. And the scenes he does are pretty intense, I think. And I think he did. But that accent is weird because it's not his accent in real life. He is from like Russia or something, I yeah. think, or maybe he's Spanish. I can, I can. <laughs> it's not even similar I at all. Even but figure it but out. in the movie, he has like sort of a made-up accent. accent yeah, something. It's a bit of a different. Or Italian. I have no idea, but he, I liked him. Uh, Mark Warren <laughs> as the repairman, a British guy. He's been in a lot of British stuff. He's in a TV show. He uh, seemed, I think he seemed exactly right. He seemed menacing, and yet you see him at first, you don't think anything about him, but he's the one that beats the crap out of him really hard. The repairman. And you have to think about what kind of character that is, and he seems to pull it off really well. Yeah. Um, and then the director, Timur... <laughs> Beckman Bitoff. Beckman Bitoff, I believe Correct. it is. Um, even Morgan Freeman had a hard time saying it, apparently. Uh, he, he directed Nightwatch, Daywatch. He's pre producing uh, Twilight Watch at the moment. I can't wait. He, it's, yeah, because it was always designed to be a trilogy, the Watch series. So that'll be cool to see the end of it. Um, I really like him. He's, he's totally different to other directors, the way he sees things, I think. I learned a lot about him from the extras, which I didn't learn from the Nightwatch DVD because he didn't have much on it. But he pre-visualizes stuff himself. Hmm. Ah. That means he makes computer-emulated... Goes in and does it himself. ...scenes from angles and... I mean, he knows very specifically what he wants. So when you see a scene such as the train scene, that's totally from his mind. And when you watch it, you're like, holy crap, I've never seen this. Never. This is something... He's an artist, they said, and he's from a different... Place. Plus, he started making movies on the budgets he was given, of course, in his country, which films there get made by the government um, film council. So he had to learn to do big things with a little bit of money and resources. So I think that also gives him a whole different perspective when he comes here and gets loads of money for a big Hollywood movie. It just is going to look different because he brings his own sort of like grassroots with him. So, uh, moving on to the Blu-ray disc of Wanted. It uh, comes with a nice slipcover, as usual. Seems to be the norm. Yeah. Slipcover's the same as the actual... It's quite Completely a, pointless. Quite a nice cover. I've, I've, it's I've, got, like, I've, an embossed bullet on the front of the cover. Yeah, I like, the co- I like this cover art, actually. Mm. It's um, Angelina and James McAvoy with a big bullet flying through the middle of the logo. Yep. Um... So we're moving can, on to the. Can you hear my enthusiasm? It's quite overflowing. I kind, I kind of like it. I think it really captures what the movie is. So, and that's the idea, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, now this features quite. It's got quite a lot of extras on it, to be honest. And first off, I'll start with it's got U Control, which obviously we uh, we yeah, bitch about uh, every week, but we won't bitch about it this week. It is what it is. But this one's pretty. U Controls, Universals. You're not going to explain it. You said you just said I'm not. No, gonna I'm go saying into we it. won't bitch about it this okay. week. Uh, Universal is um, it's their interactive Delivery features. System, yes. Interactive features. So there's quite a lot on this one. Do you want to explain them? Yes, there is the 
the one thing where you can look at the same scene in three different modes. As you're watching the movie, you know, when you go into your control, you hit different scenes and they all have different bits of extras. And one of the extras is um, where you can see the move, that scene in three different ways. You can look at the storyboard through the whole scene, you can look at the previs, or you can look at the behind the scenes edited together for the true length of that scene. Like, you know, you're watching the stunt people and all that kind of stuff, but through the whole length of that actual scene. Um, then they'll have what else was, that was the assassin that, that feature's called Scene Explorer by right the, the assassin notebook or whatever it's called yeah where when a person or a thing comes on the screen you click on it and it tells you all about that person and their weapon and their bullets and it also tell you about each individual weapon it also did a thing where at one point in the movie we're watching a car chase and it came up with a google map and showed you exactly where what the track of that car in real life where it's right exactly so that was kind of cool Yes, and and um, this disc also features BD Live capabilities. There were some others. Oh, the other, I only talked about. There's two wanted uh, for the U control. There's wanted motion comics. Oh yeah, the motion comic is first of all you get a couple scenes in the list of extras, and then in this you get throughout the movie some of the scenes. Eight scenes altogether. Yeah, you get the the graphic novel made to like in some some sort of animated version of the scene that you're watching so you get it you can full screen it i think and so you can see that whole scene in the graphic novel form and uh what was interesting about the graphic novel is fox angelina jolie's character is very different yes like very different very vicious yeah yeah very different different. um so if you're interested in what the real thing is like go and read the comic or watch this stuff um so yeah there's also bd live features on this disc but for this, this is the second time we've tried. Uh, it a, a, a thing comes up saying your BD Live software needs updating. It, the, a little bar goes to about um, a quarter of the way, and then it just sits there. Yep. So we didn't get to see the BD Live. We this did time. last week on Warner Brothers disc, but on Universal we seem to be having a problem right now. Don't know if it's their server or our PlayStation. Is Universal Sony? No. Sony's mm. Sony. <laughs> You are smart, I guess. Is Walmart Kmart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked. So, um, moving on to the traditional features, of, uh, uh, as you might say. Um, there's an alternate opening, which I really liked. Very elaborate. Very, like, a whole yeah. period piece, basically. Five, six minutes long, would you say? Yeah, yeah. A proper full open. Totally cut out of the movie. <laughs> like, totally. Not even a hint of it left over. And it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. It was instead of when the movie starts for real without this scene, it just says a thousand years ago, blah 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 blah. This is the thousand years ago, right? Uh, scene, a scene from a thousand years ago. Yeah, with an assassin and some interesting the king and some very uh, Assassin's Creed the game actually really reminded me of it. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Hmm, sounds interesting. But Assassin's Creed was set a thousand years ago um, in that, you know era so yeah uh, it kind of gave me a thing of like I wonder what Assassin's Creed the movie would be like probably like that so yeah there's the alternate opening which I think was really a good it was there's um, stunts on the L train which there's a lot of these features on this disc there we watched them all in full didn't we we watched everything it's um, stunts on the L trains that showing you how they did some of the wire work and the 
Instead of being on a running on a moving train, they used a stationary train in the studio with a moving bridge. Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. See some see some of the unique ways they come up with some of this. Oh, stuff. totally. And the car rolling over was like they built. They... You know those things. Okay, if you think of um, there are these big round things. That if you get inside of it, and you like put hold on with your hands and put your feet in the thing, and it's like a big wheel that you can roll down a hill in or whatever, or spins you around like a co- like your like a big giant coin. If I'm describing it correctly. I know what you mean. Okay. They built a big long one and they put a big a car in it. And it can roll around on the set and flip the like car. Like a hamster over. wheel. But yes, exactly. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> that's a shorter way to describe Like a hamster wheel with a car with in a it, car, but sideways. Yeah, with a like car kind of attached. And then when you spin the wheel, the car spins around. It can roll over another person And then or they car. put the real actors in there and spun yeah. it and just tipped it over a few times. Wheeled them go. around. So you... So and it really pays off, I think, because you and they see made the full size car um, from the train on a big giant mechanism that could tilt it up and down and spin it around and stuff. And yeah, and then so then that's uh, stunts on the L train. And then the special effects, the art of the impossible, which mm. is just your general. Let's show you how the CG work is done, and there's quite exactly. a bit of CG work in this movie, even though not as much as because a lot of it's practical again, which is interesting, like Hellboy. Um, then there is uh, groundbreaking visual effects from imagination to execution. It's exactly what I just said. Yep. And they're all these aren't as produced as some of them. It's not all. F- it's not quite. As, it's there's a lot of the director talking and a lot of people talking about how great the director is. And it's I think it's actually better than some of them. Oh, I totally, yeah. I agree. And then there's the origins of Wanted, bringing the graphic novel to life. Now this actually interviews the the writer of the graphic novel. And I thought that was interesting because I it really, was, I, when I was watching the extras, I was like, please tell me stuff about the graphic novel because I know everything about the movie pretty much. I want to know about the novel. And this really fills you in on that. You also said you want to know about the game. Yeah, and there was a making of the game, which. Before this, you thought, hey, this will make a really good game. It's going to look really cool. And we watched the, <laughs> the, the behind the scenes oh, of the game. I think and you were right by saying maybe these are just like not finished hopefully. scenes of the game. Because it looked like a place, like an Xbox One game, didn't it, at points? Oh, God, not that. That's horrible. That's ancient. <laughs> no, I'm saying it didn't look like a... It didn't even look like that to me. It looked really unfinished. Maybe it was. It was like a Gears of War slash... Any generic, not even Gears of War, generic shooter with bad graphics, as our nephew would say. Yes. Um, but yeah, and, and there's also this weird thing when you watch certain things on this Blu-ray, that you unlock codes <laughs> that allow you to cheat in a game that's not even out for about six months. I think it's out summer next year, so mm. it's interesting that you get the cheat codes right now. I think something went wrong with the game. Maybe. Um, and then... There's an extended scene, just one scene, and it's the one where they're shooting the bullet around the corner, and he's a bit too cheeky, I thought. It, it was Yes. He, he's do, cracking one-liners and being funny, and it was a bit too much. And then, on a separate disc, there's a digital copy. <whistles> Is that really a feature anymore? No. Because you just get... I well, mean, does the version come... Is it more expensive? Can you buy it without the digital copy? No. Right, no, then it's not a feature. And I just want to point out that it's a Blu-ray exclusive the never-before-seen opening. It's not on the DVD. And I, I actually like that scene. It's good. Um, so, yeah, that's your, that's your lie. It's actually really lo- it's loaded, 
Not overly. Not like you're going to have to sit there for ten hours watching it. But the you control thing, like I said to you, if you're really into this movie and you want to explore every last minute of that, probably... It'd be a lot, because you, as you're watching it, you can watch the um, making of whatever it throws at you, and then you have to watch that scene again if you want to watch the other extra of it, you know? The only thing missing, really, is a commentary. There isn't one, so... Maybe they're trying to think that all these extras can replace commentary. Yeah, exactly. But to be honest, I'd rather have a commentary than a behind-the-scenes sometimes. I'd rather have a commentary and, you know, everything. Like, give me the option of... Because a commentary, how hard is it to sit the director in a room for two hours? And watch his movie. And watch his own movie and talk about it. In fact, you don't have to sit him in a room. He can record it like we are in his own bedroom or wherever. Correct. So, you know, that's not difficult. Um, so it always seems like a if there's not one, Why? <laughs> Are they going to put another release of it later? You don't know. Oh, so, another thing about the game was they said it's supposed to be the sequel to the movie. So that's yeah. kind of a letdown because I'd rather see a sequel to the movie. I'd rather see, yeah, more of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The game doesn't look good, <laughs> jet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, so thank you to Universal for the DVD. And, uh, well, thank for the, you, for Universal. The, for the Blu-ray disc. And um, we, you know, we liked it and we didn't. It's kind of a hard one to put a... It'll grow on you. If you like, uh, if you don't mind the violence and the action and the fantasy, it'll grow on you. I can't say I didn't like it and I can't say I liked it. But It's I a fantastic s- Sunday afternoon movie yeah. with grown-ups. And, and no children should ever watch this movie. If you're, a home, if you're a home theater type of person and you want a really nice Blu-ray disc that's got crazy sound, action, everything looks fantastic, it's definitely one that will fit that bill. So, um, moving on to some stuff. <laughs> games, <laughs> games and my stuff. Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty. I got to the prestige mode this week. What is the prestige mode? Um, you play the game for about three days solid, and then you get to it. <laughs> and then it says, Hey, guess what? You've got to level 65 in uh, Call of Duty Online. Do you want to just press this button now? And we'll take everything away from you, but we'll give you an achievement. And you say yes, and that's exactly what happens. So you start over again. Yeah, but you have a new... Everybody knows that you've been through it once, and then they know you've been through it twice. You know, you get a little badge next to your name saying, I have played this. Oh, that's so worth it. I am an expert. And if you prestige (laughs) ten times, which is essentially, you know, several several days of your life gone, you will get golden guns. So you're you're going for that now, I assume. No, I would never get that. Jamming my friend did. On the other Call of Duty, I'll play it until I'm fed up of it, but I don't think I would get that far. It's a long time. I mean, I might over the course of five years if I keep popping it back <laughs> in to play it, but no, no. Um, and then we also sat down and watched another movie this week in the home theater, which was X-Files I Want to Believe. I Want to Believe. What did you think? I liked it. I was kind of neutral on it. I mean, I was a huge fan of the X-Files for the first three or four years, and then... Um, I think I just... Because for me, this is what boils down to. For me, The X-Files is Mulder and Scully. Okay? It's not the big stories. It's not the conspiracies. It's the weird things and them, their characters following up on these weird phenomenon in life and whatnot. So, this time, I felt like a lot... Of, I like the story and everything. It's just one of those. Kind of like one of their following a creepy, weird thing that's going on in the world. It's nothing to do with aliens and stuff but i felt like it was just kind of was really neutral on it i felt like they weren't they were just coming to cash a paycheck and that's my honest opinion 
Well, I thought that it was... I thought it was really exciting to see Mulder and Scully back together after all these years. I really... um, Together, together. Not just, like, together. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I really... The movie itself is less... I mean, it's less like an X-File and more like... I mean, it isn't really an X-File. It's not supernatural or anything in any way. They weren't all. No, I know they weren't all, but... If you go to see an X-Files movie, which is a once in a... You know, well, it's a twice in a lifetime experience. I think you, I think you might be expecting a bit more than what this is. Because it's really just an hour... Well, it's two hours long. It's really just a double episode. It's just like a... And not even a big episode. Just a mediocre story. It's not really a mega story, to be honest. Yeah, it's not shocking or... I mean, it's shocking and weird. It's, it's like a but, modern day... Well, the pleasure I got from the movie more as... It didn't... The story... Yeah, it was fine. Billy Connolly was good. Mm-hmm. The story was fine. It was a bit transparent. I knew what was going on, kind of, before it happened. Yeah. Um, but the pleasure I got from it was seeing Mulder and Scully back together. It's like old friends. It's like... Because <laughs> I really liked it, obviously. I mean, my whole... The A. Scully name is... Yeah, if people don't know, A. Scully is Agent Scully Correct. from The X Factor. The reason that X-Factor. we... X <laughs> Factor. No That's a a British television show. Um, One of the reasons we even met each other was because of the X-Files. Let's be real with the people. So So to me... The pleasure I got was seeing them together again. There's a chemistry still between the two... Not not Anderson and Duchovny. Just a chemistry between Mulder and Scully. And this one's so far past the X-Files. And I don't want to spoil it, but stuff has happened... Mm -hmm. Well, in a relationship sense, that they're quite different people, even though the same. So I really found it interesting that. And I had the opposite reaction because I was expecting them as who they are, or I remember. And now I just felt like it wasn't. I don't know. I'd recommend it if you're an X Files fan. Oh, totally. And I know a lot of you are. Totally. You've probably seen it already. But yeah, it's, if you're an X-Files fan, it'll, but if you see it like, and you've never really watched the X-Files, just as a standalone thing, it would work on its own. Because it's not really full of in-jokes in and things. It's not, like it would work as, oh, here's just two agents doing this case. Because a lot of movies are like that, and they're just a case that gets solved. Um, I think it would work on its own. But if you're in on the... I disagree, because when she says, you're trying to save your sister, we all know what that means, and a person who's never watched The X-Files will not know what that means. Yeah. And that's a huge that's part of his character. I think what I'm getting at, though, is it does work if you subtract the fact when she says that away. Oh, I, there's a lot of instances. Well, like stuff that. like that. But the actual story of the other two agents and the thing that's going on and Billy Connolly's character... If that wasn't even an X-Files movie, it would work. You said, yeah. Why didn't they just make it as a movie and not as an X-Files movie? It would have been... It would have worked. better. Because your expectations would have been different. Yeah. Eliminate the X-Files part and just make the the meat of that story, which was, like, pretty gruesome and and horrifying, the idea of it. Make it into, like, a modern... But one of the things I also said was, if they do an X-Files 3, which I'm, I'm I'm not sure that would happen now. I think they've... I think this was the last hurrah, to be honest. But I want them to go over and above anything they could have done in a TV show back to the X-Files, but on a big scale. I didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Because they could have done this in a TV special, like you said. Mm-hmm. Just a yeah, Fox, why not? Could, Fox could have said, here's what a two-hour special. What was my first comment? When when we first started talking about it, I said, what was the point exactly and the of point, making this movie? And the, the only point, and being a fan of the X-Files, is to see them back together. And... It's a bit trivial, though. It is, and in that respect, it fulfilled me. (laughs) Because I really enjoyed seeing them together again. I mean, I just did. Just And I liked hearing the X-Files music. And Shall we say, when I first, first, first met you, we met online, right? Your first thing I ever saw of you online was your collection of Gillian Anderson images. Like you had about, oh yeah, I had a website. Yeah, you it's had like an HTML somewhere. website of just and of you know, Jillian you know what? I was actually, sexy pictures. I was actually practicing HTML, right? You know, yeah. like when you first start doing web stuff, and that was just something that came to mind when yeah. I was like, okay, I want to put some pictures on here and some music, and I want to see if I can do HTML, and that's what came of it. Like so. It was just you didn't accidentally put about four dozen pictures of Angel. No, it, it, it became Anderson. like a. What happened was it became like a. I put some pictures of her on, one or two, and then I was looking out to do a background and some music, you know, all that yep. crap stuff that you do when you have a GeoCity site when yes, you first yes, on the internet. Totally. <laughs> and then I kept, I got emails off people because I put emails on saying, "Do you have any more pictures?" And then I kind of like went around looking for others, and people started sending me them, and I started posting them up there. So that's pretty much how that came about. And then you met me, and then you came here, and now we're doing this happy ending. Correct. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the X-Files I want to believe. It's on Blu-ray disc. It looked good. It was great. It's, you know. It was one of those I didn't think looked great compared to, to, thought, compared thought, to Wanted. Thought it, it was, was one of those muddy-looking ones. Yeah, but it's also a different type of movie. But it did True. have some <coughs> excuse me, interesting scenes. Because it was uh, all set place in the snow. Made yeah. you feel cold. Yeah, yeah, it did. I just kept thinking, oh, yeah. I'm freezing. Okay, um, next. We're going to be doing this for three hours if we don't get a move on. We're not even at an hour yet, are we? Sure no. we are. Um, so next is... Uh, tonight was the uh, Spike TV... What do they call it? The VGAs or the... VMA? Is that the Video Music Award, the VMAs? VGA, yeah. VGAs. Maybe. <laughs> Video, Video Game, Game Awards. Hey, that's interesting. VGA, as in a VGA input for a monitor. Somebody's clever. Yeah. Okay, so the, yeah. it was the Spike VGAs, the Video Game Awards tonight... Who knows what happened there? Jack Black hosted it. I've got it on. I'm going to watch it later, probably, because um, I recorded it. But anyway, one of the big announcements there, which hasn't actually occurred yet, so I'm telling you this from the path, from the future. I'm reporting from the future <laughs> to tell you that in about two hours' time, you'll be able to get the new Gears of War 2 map pack. Which was probably ten hours ago for you. Yeah, whatever time it is, <laughs> at two. Uh, By the time you hear this, it will be out. Yeah, go on the marketplace. There's a free. Good luck. Apparently, it's free. Gears of War Two map pack. Now, why that is significant is Gears of War Two only came out about four weeks ago, and map packs don't usually get released until six months into the product cycle, and this is pretty much instantaneous. And it's free. And well. That's the thing. I read it was free, and then I read somewhere else it wasn't. So, go to the marketplace, and if it's not free, it's not make free. up your own mind whether you want to buy it or not. But if it's free... If it's not free, you've been led there like freaking dogs to a bowl of food, just like all yeah. the other things. And the other thing, on the other side of the fence, we <laughs> uh, switch on our PlayStation 3 because Sony Home launched this week. 
And before our movie, we thought, let's have a look inside home and see how different it is. Because we were in the beta test, um, beta test for the longest time. In fact, probably nine months I've been in it. I've probably launched it three times in nine months. <laughs> but anyway, it's officially on... When you launch your PlayStation 3, it's right there now. And you click it and you go in there. Or do you? Yeah. We pressed it. So basically... Oh, so go ahead. Well, we pressed the button. It says, here's the home beta. And then we pressed the X button. And then it said, no such route to host or something. You've been disconnected. So basically... Today, tonight, Xbox Live has been down because of this other thing, and Sony's down because of home. So, if you're online gamer, today was a shit day. Get on PC. <laughs> play something on Steam. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll Did you even it. realize that? That both of them are down today? Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't mean Sony's network is down to play other online games, but home doesn't. Right. But, um, I mean, I'd be interested to see if home is better, different, whatever. I imagine it isn't, but we'll check it out next week if we can. If it launches next week, we'll look at it. Um, oh, we also couldn't get to BD Live. You said that. So. Yeah. I said that was int- I know. I'm just saying. So, yeah. So, anything we online... We're anything, not having it. <laughs> anything online is a bust this week. Um, BD Live screwed up. Home screwed up. Xbox Live tonight screwed up. So, uh, oh, I also launched Xbox Live and uh, got a nice snow globe with all my friends on it. Because they knew it was going to be down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, that's all the video game news I've got for this week. Next week's uh, DVD, well, next week's Blu-ray disc Ooh, review exciting. is going to be The Chronicles of Narnia Prince Caspian, which um, is my favourite in the uh, Narnia series of books because I read them all when I was a child. Um, so I'm actually just excited. Just a wee lad? You were just a wee lad? Yeah, I'm excited. And I I actually, James McAvoy was in the first Prince uh, in oh, the yeah. first Narnia movie. Did you enjoy the first Narnia movie? Yes, very I much. I really did because it has... A special meaning to me because Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was, you know, any English child will have read it because they <laughs> always give it to you in school, you know. And you wasn't aware of it, was you? Nope. Until, but anyway, this is the second in the Narnia movies, and I'm excited. It's gonna be good. Excellent. I'm sure. Um, now, what, on to me, what's for dinner? Shepherd's pie. One of your favorites. Which what one? is shepherd's pie? It, well, it's different in every household, I believe, and different whatever. Ours is. Um, ground beef, gravy, peas, carrots, and mashed potatoes on top with a little bit of cheese. Mine will be the non-beef version because I'm not trying not to eat any meat. I haven't eaten any meat for a week now. Now it has been a whole week. No meat, a little bit of dairy, but very little compared to normal. So mine's going to be like mushroom gravy, peas, carrots, broccoli, and cauliflower mashed potato, and of course a little bit of cheese because, I mean, come on. Life's too short to give up everything good. Um... Then I also wanted to mention that this week, not this week, yesterday, I was eating some, you're eating some nacho, some tortilla chips and some salsa. And I said, oh, those would be good. I should put some melted cheese on those. And you're like, oh, okay, that sounds good. So you eat them, you find them delicious and amazing. Like, this is a new invention. And I'm like, you've never had nachos? <laughs> like chips and cheese and salsa? No. Never so now you're now tonight I made it again. You're like that's amazing. This is so good. We should have this more often. Like <laughs> like I've totally come up with some new. I've never heard of it. <laughs> I mean I've heard of it. I just never ate it. So. so now that's a 
And the chips you wanted to say, Sally Dad or Kali Dad. I'm not sure how to say it. Kali Dad. Kali Dad. Just some cheap they were really 99 cents chips. I just put some on the plate, sprinkled a tiny bit of cheese on there, put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. Brilliant. And put some salsa on and top. And then a couple weeks ago, we had a nice guest at our Christmas, family Christmas, was a, a young lady, 18 year old. Why are you holding them like they've got some kind of disease? Because I don't want to unfold the top thing. Oh, uh, okay. Nice 18 year old German exchange student who was, my mother uh, was acquainted with. And we gave her some of those movies that you were talking about for her Christmas gift. And she sent us some German treats. And I don't know how to say it. Uh, Lebkuchen. Herzen. Don't know what that is. But they're like cookie things. Chocolate cookie things. Like a cookie cake thing with some gooey stuff in the middle and chocolate on the outside. What's the gooey stuff exactly? I don't know. I can't read German. Tasted alcoholic. It's actually from Germany, so I can't read the package. I think it's alcoholic. It's probably meat in the middle, and I'm trying not to eat meat as well. Yeah, they're made with <laughs> meat, like, meat cookies. <laughs> Liquefied mm. roast beef in the middle. That's really good. You weren't as big a fan. I found it really good. bit sickly delicious. for me. A bit sweet. Oh, see. Uh, but I don't like super sweet I'm trying things. to cut out on sugar, too, so when I ate that for Yeah, that's morning, like a sugar rush. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so my <laughs> my uh, devotion to eating well. There's kind some of chocolate delicious. cookies in this one. There are. And the other box you send us is Fine Nuremberger Oblaten... Lebkuchen. I'm sure you're butchering I'm sure that. I'm butchering it. Um, her thing, she said, was that for the four weeks before Christmas, every Sunday they light a candle, and on Christmas Eve, something else, that's when they have their Christmas. It's basically gingerbread. And they have these gingerbread cookies and treats before, and we haven't opened the box of but the cookies But the one yet. in that box, we might want to put the one in the box with the chocolate on it. I'm definitely interested in trying that one. You want it right now? No. Well, they look After really good, dinner. and I just want, her name was Anna, and she was very sweet, and... Shout I, out I to recommend Anna. a shout out to Anna, and also I recommend. Oh, and I also found Kay's Global Market in my in our town this week. I should mention that where I order stuff for you from England online, and I walk in. There's this little West African lady, and I live we live in Middle America, and I'm not saying anything bad about it, but we don't have a lot of diversity. This little West African lady, very friendly, super wonderful. One row of goods in her store. They're like three cans of this and two cans of that and a bottle of that, and her shelf is like an old used. Um, shelf that she might have bought out of an old grocery store that was going out. I don't even know what it was, right? And then some of the stuff's still in the cases and just kind of ripped open and you have to reach in the box under the plastic and get it. She happened to have the patacs that we order online for making our Indian Heinz salad cream. Brit- British, British food. that, And then she had other like African things and whatnot. So I think my the, the reason I'm mentioning all this is you know what? Try some new things. I'm trying not to eat meat and learning to use other things like almond milk instead of milk milk and rice milk. And it's not going to hurt me. It is fantastic to try different things. And we'd also like to say um, thank you to Amazon for stocking PG Tips tea bags. Yes, because they were cheaper than normal. Which is really... PG Tips them, is a British tea brand. Yeah, we drink PG British tea. And we normally buy it from goodwoods.com. And Which is a fantastic store. Yeah, but their shipping prices are always exceptionally high. And then we went to Amazon.com and you get twice as many tea bags with no shipping at all. So for the it same, was really good. The same so this week we've had a very international kind of week with the uh, international director, the international foods. That's the theme of my little thing here. And, and that's, that's it. The, I like <laughs> and it. your nachos. I like how it says Ace Scully's first nachos. <laughs> So um, thanks for listening. Uh, we want to remind you about the website, sidtar.com and aschoolie.com. And that's... Did you change that order? Because I put it in alphabetical order. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just kind of switched your site to the beginning. <laughs> I'm going to switch it back. aschoolie.com and sidtar.com. Um, this is... Uh, 
this is the podcast after the show, and it's available on iTunes Marketplace, iTunes Music Store. Oh dear, the Zoom Marketplace. We have an RSS feed on the page. You can click podcast on the top of com and just listen to all 48 of our podcasts. We're nearly nearly at the You'd bit. also be able to find you on GarageBand. I always forget to tell you that. If people use GarageBand, it's right on there as well. If you yeah. look for Ace Coley. Anywhere, basically, where podcasts are. <laughs> dig. You You're know. everywhere. Yeah. Um, not dig anymore. They're not doing podcasts anymore. Yeah, but you can still find our page on there, which links you to our GarageBand. Yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. Um, so... You can email feedback to ascoli at ascoli.com and com. And you do Twitter, and I do Twitter. Yeah, I, I Twitter very rarely. I, I read you other do. people's more than... more than I right. do every day about something. Twitter. So you can it's follow just... us at um, www.twitter.com slash sidtalk or twitter.com slash ascoli. Right. If you want to follow us. Yeah. Mine are, very, mine are very esoteric If you sometimes. use Twitter and you follow me, and I get... At the moment, I've got one follower, which is great. <laughs> That's me. No, I got two followers. Some oh, other right. guy. Some other guy is running. But anyway, if if I get more than ten followers, maybe I'll write something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mine are always very. Mine are funny. I think nobody sometimes. really knows that Twitter. I guess I should put it on the page or something. You know? Maybe. So um, that's uh, after the show, and I want to say stay classy, Angelina Jolie, and have uh, she needs to get on the meat. <laughs> is, is that? I think that I, I don't. I don't mean in that way. I don't think that's funny. I think that's gonna fatten her up. That, you just want her to fatten her up. Now, if you were to see oh, me, his wife, you might know now why he wants to fatten her up a little bit. You want him like a happy medium. You don't want the skin. I want bones. the Lara Croft Angelina. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, people, think for yourselves. Think for yourselves and try new things. Don't just be a puppet of the machine. That's very appropriate to this week's movie. You got it. <laughs>